It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome in to episode number actually nada of Jobbing Out, as in, <laughs> for the first time in a while, there is not a chance that Top Dollar will be appearing on this program this week. Um, no, I talked to him. He, he, he wanted to, but the timing just didn't work out. It's, uh, you know, that's the way it goes. So we'll catch up with him another time. But we got a lot to do on the show this week. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton with you. Aaron, we got a, uh, we got a great guest who's going to join us a little bit later on in the show. Tell me about him. Yeah, the uh, you may not know the name The Problem, Sefa Fatu. You recognize the Fatu part of that name for sure, obviously. He is the son of Rikishi, the brother of the Usos, and of course, part of the family. So he's been killing it over the past year on the indie scene. I'm really excited about Perhaps this Perhaps you're saying he's he's part of the bloodline, is what you're saying? I would say that. That's, that's interesting. How interesting. Well, we'll do that a little bit later on in the program. Looking forward to that. Uh, but before we get there, obviously, it's a big week, and so... We do. Um, we do want to start with um, you know with the biggest story of the week, and so Rick Boogs, Rick Boogs, <laughs> Rick Boogs. I mean, I mean, that's legitimately the biggest story of the oh, week for me. God, I was so happy. You know, what's funny too is that um, Brandon and I were texting on Friday night, and uh, I w- he was like, "Hey, have you started watching yet?" I, I'm like, "I just started watching," and I and I think we both I don't know we were both sort of given the the eye roll or whatever the first thing we saw was and. A general indifference, and I realized I was probably about twenty minutes ahead of it. I'm like, dude, you are about to be so fucking happy. <laughs> you are about to be. Your life is about to get so much better in the coming minutes because holy shit was the, not that only great. was he on the show, but they let him do that. Well, right, and that's the and that's <laughs> like the point. It's I mean, double. It, I like I like Rick Boogs, and like if he had just been wrestling, it would have been great to see him. But like that's this is what he's supposed to be. Um, why they made him change his name so many goddamn times, I'll never understand, but who gives a rat's ass? We've got Rick Boogs now, motherfuckers! And and if this means he's doing something more with Shinsuke Nakamura than high fives all around... Wait, 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 wait. With who? Uh, what do you mean? You mean with Shinsuke Nakamura? Oh, okay, all right, all right, all right fair enough. Um... <laughs> Like I don't really want them to be a tag team, but I want Rick Boogs to be playing Shinsuke Nakamura looking like a million dollars to the ring at all times. And I although, want that. Although in my I life. also would think it was cool if he just started playing people's everybody's themes. themes. <laughs> just 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 have a Boogs show where he plays everyone's I'm theme. I'm not I'm not wholly opposed <laughs> to that, but I want anything that puts Shinsuke Nakamura in a better position. That's my priority. I don't know, man. It was a ten and a half. I was so goddamn happy when that occurred. Um, we can save the rest of the WWE conversation for after we make our picks for the week. But Jesus Christ, I like of of all the little things that remind me that I do love professional wrestling. Right? Like, there's just weeks where you're like, do we even like professional wrestling? 
my God, was this a week <laughs> that I remembered. No, I love, I love professional wrestling because some weeks you get a man who looks like he should be in an 80s metal band um, uh, guitaring Shinsuke Nakamura to the ring, and life is just really, really good. And, like, we, we, actually playing it. Oh, yeah. And, like, actually yeah, playing. By the way, his air guitar bit was great. Like, yeah, right. It was a tremendous <laughs> bit. This is actually better. I, I know that we're going to talk about WWE later, but, like, just to elaborate on this a minute, I, I'm dumbfounded. Like, this is so awesome. I, I, first of all, I'm skeptical that it'll last and that we'll get to enjoy it, it was, for a long that it time. Was anything more than just one time. Yeah, correct. Right, right, right. Like, I'm skeptical that even if it's a month, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, of course. But the fact that this was on SmackDown and not on NXT, like, I can't believe, like, for the longest time, we were like, why isn't this dude on TV? And maybe it goes back to, now, again, we're going to mention some people where things didn't necessarily go the way we wanted, but for a while they were. You go back to, like, an Elias that was really, really over for a little while, right? And he didn't really do anything on NXT. Um, I'm sure there's someone else that I'm not thinking of, but there's a couple people who we talk about, like, it fitting better. Or I, it, I hear you, but what I worry, I worry, you know, when you bring up a lot, I worry that it's sometimes because they think there's a limitation for them. Like, sure. That they, like, it's just some something to do that's we don't really some, yeah we don't really need to have, a couple weeks, we don't really right. need to put this person over for a while and get people used to them because they're largely just going to be a gimmick or they're not really someone that we see being elevated into a significant role and by the way like i that's fine you need those people too mm-hmm. and i'm not really even trying to suggest although looking at him I, I don't know enough about Rick Boogs, the wrestler, to be able to tell you how good he is. He just is. pops us every time he's on TV. Correct. And, and looking at him, you say, why wouldn't someone who looks like that be someone that would be capable of doing significant things? And, and somebody could say the same thing about Elias, by the way. Like, right. You know, he has like, a look that he should be able to. Once Boogs was in the Old Spice commercials, I thought he was dead forever. You know what I mean? Like, when I saw that that's what they were oh, doing yes, with it, him. It felt like the path to being Mojo. And no no offense, we all right, love Mojo. Right. That's our guy, right? But, like, we, you know, what we're talking about is this is, he's not really here to be a wrestler or to be part, he's here to, to help them out when they need help with something. And by the way, if it's help out in that role or not be on TV, I'll take him in that role because oh, I want to see him on TV. Correct, one hundred percent. And and I I particularly think it works really. I, you look, the reality is WWE still appears to be reluctant with Asian superstars, and if they feel as though you need something to help along an Asian superstar who does not, it's not as if Shinsuke Nakamura can't speak English, right? But like we know, there will always be a limitation to what they'll be willing to let him do on the mic if they feel as though. It, it, what I'm really saying, if Vince McMahon feels as though that requires there being a babysitter, if you will, I'd sure as fuck rather it be Rick Boogs than having Sting babysit him. You know what I mean? Like, I'd sure as fuck rather it be someone that we enjoy, that adds something to the experience, that doesn't detract in any way. Like, that. I, I'm not trying to forgive the how they've... Yeah, I mean, that's... Asuka definitely has gotten, a, 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 you know, she's gotten more than what she deserved, or at least what she deserved, if not more. So maybe it's unfair to broadly paint that picture, but if we throw Kenta into this mix, if we go down that road, if we're saying there has been an issue with really giving leash to Asian performers on the main roster, 
and this is what it takes in order for us to get more, I'm I'm in comparison to what the other option is, I'm okay with that. I agree. And and by the way, while he's feuding with Corbin, if he wants to wear the crown, get a guy playing guitar and get that outfit from Wrestle Kingdom 9 and redo the Wrestle Kingdom 9 entrance, I'm all in. Yeah, that sounds pretty good to me, man. That sounds pretty damn good to me. So yes, that was that was joyful. That was wonderful and we can uh, bitch about other things later. We can uh, reminder reminder for all of you, every now and then we really love professional wrestling. This was a moment where I really, really loved professional wrestling. Now the rest of the show where we don't love it. Here we go. Double or nothing (laughs) coming up on Sunday night from Daly's Place in Jacksonville. Right now there are 10 matches on the card on BR Live and Pay-Per-View. As always, who should win, who will win. Of course, there's still another dynamite to go between now and then. But it's not really a dynamite. It's more like a, I don't, a, a mite. I don't know how you call this, whatever they're doing. Mini-mite? Mini-mite, sure. I'm good with mini-mite on Friday night. Uh, we'll go through. We begin, uh, I believe this was uh, uh, confirmed for the, what, the, the, the buy-in or whatever the hell they call the pre-show. The NWA Women's Championship, Serena Deeb and Riho, who you guys might not realize is still a thing. Oh, I guess I start because there's no AJ. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely yeah. didn't realize she was still a thing. Yeah, uh, Serena Deeb and Riho. Look, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm going to say shouldn't will Serena Deeb mostly because I have no idea what the point of them continuing to do the NWA women's belt on AEW programming is. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, th- to my to my knowledge, the NWA show is a thing again. Like, I I, I know that because Velvet Sky was just on with us talking about it. So. Why that's still a thing, why they're still doing it there, I, I get for NWA. It's, hey, it's more exposure, a reminder to people, hey, NWA still exists. Come find us on YouTube or wherever it is they're doing their shows. Um, I, I just don't, like, if you're the NWA, don't you want your title changes to happen on your own shows? I, I, I assume, whatever. I don't, we're spending too much time on this. Serena Deeb. There's yeah, definitely I mean, been they, title changes on AEW, though. But that was when they weren't doing their show. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Uh, I, I guess it makes sense just because, you know, it, it's probably going to be pretty good. Back, you know, every time Serena Deeb's been on AEW, it's been a pretty good match. Uh, I don't know why you can't put a different pretty good match on, but, you know, it, it's a whatever match and, you know, Serena Deeb will win. Yeah, it's, I mean, Serena Deeb. Uh, Rio has, like, where's Rio been? Like, why, why would this be the moment that she wins the NWA uh, championship? Brandon, when she was champion, where was she? Right. And, and, and like, even if we weren't saying, hey, the NWA would want their title to be changed on their show, why would this person win it? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, Serena Deeb and, and, and kind of who cares? And I'm not trying to be mean. It's just, no, it's just it, this is a weird bit that, that has to be addressed at some point. Like this, th- you don't get to pretend like you have a women's division because you put on another promotions championship. This is the weirdest of bits. It's a bit, of, it's of a, a lot of weird. It's bits. not the weirdest. No, it's definitely not the weirdest. But <laughs> it's a, it might not. be the weirdest. No, it's a very no, weird one. A- exhibition matches on pre-show is not yeah, the weirdest the, bit. This is not. This is not the weirdest bit. But it's a weird one. Nobody's arguing that. All right. Um, that being said, more matches. How about uh, Hangman Page and Brian Cage in an all-age battle? Uh, you guys better get this one correct. Aaron, I begin with you. Oh, man. I mean, obviously it should be Brian Cage because Brian Cage is the absolute best. He is a jobbing out legend, and uh, he likes Oreos, and quite frankly, he should go back to having that gauntlet he had in Lucha Underground where he literally punched guys to death. 
that's what should happen. Actually, I, I say that even more. Go get that gauntlet again and kill people. That'd be wonderful. Okay. Uh, what will happen is uh, Adam Page is going to win. Yeah, I mean, Adam Page has to win. I, I, I'm I, sorry. I love Brian Cage, friend of the show, best interview of all time, love the guy. Should and will Adam Page. I mean, if if, if you're ever going to do something with this guy, you he can't start, like, in, in theory, this should be your superstar in within the year. So, like, sorry, I, I love Brian Cage and I want to do the bit, but this isn't the right I'm going to address that a little bit, though, because I I would say, what are you doing with either of these guys is my real question. Like, you you can hide behind, well, you at least gave Brian Cage a win, you know, a couple weeks ago. And so, you know, like that, that's fine. But there is something to be said for like, shouldn't Brian Cage be pointed to be towards being a star, too? And frankly, based on look, shouldn't he be more of that guy? Um, which isn't to take anything away from Hangman Page, who I think is probably someone worthy of being a star and who they spent a lot of time on to begin with. But I, I don't know, man. They, ever since they've gotten him messed around, I, I like Hangman Page and I think he'll be just fine. But him doing the buddy cop thing with the Dark Order has not benefited him in, at all. I mean, it's not it's not helped him in any way. I would say, in fact, unfortunately, it's been the exact opposite. I think it's moved him further away, in my mind, from from feeling like a legitimate star and a guy that can elevate towards going after Kenny Omega. Like I, I, I get that you can sort of always go back to that because Jesus Christ, when when have their title pictures ever made sense in AEW? So sure, you can just do something because you decided to do it. But I, I don't. This isn't just I like Brian Cage. This is a. I think we need to have a real conversation about all of this. I don't think Team Taz is worthy of being elevated, but I do think Brian Cage, based on look, based on general badassery, is someone who could serve you purpose as being a a a monster heel that's not just monster of the week. That being said, I don't think he's going to win. I do think this was all set up for for Hangman to win in this match, but. I think there needs to be sort of a look at exactly where these two guys are, and if if you're having Hangman win, it better be because you're moving him quickly. It better be because you're not just going right back to, well, we're not ready to pull the trigger on, on him and, and Kenny yet, so we'll keep having him hang out with the Dark Order. That ain't helping. I mean, that's just... That's, that's pushed him further away in my mind. So I'll leave it at that. I, I do think there's a way to do this match where both like if they have legitimately like match of the night type thing, it could help both people, which I hope they do. Yeah, I I I would still come back to like if Brian Cage is supposed to be something, it can't just be, hey, remember that one time he won a match. You know what I mean? Like the, saying he won a match. I think I think you have to go after after this match. If he loses, he has to go do something. But I, I don't think that this match would completely stall him out. No, I don't think it can. Well, boy. I mean, it could. It yeah. absolutely could if they don't do anything after. I mean, I think the evidence. But it doesn't have to. Which, which, the evidence suggests that not not who should win. Which one is more harmed by a loss? Brian, Brian Cage, Cage. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like he's done. He's done one thing. Whereas Hangman, if he loses, is still overall a more significant figure within the promotion. You know what I mean? 
I think it's more harmful to have Brian Cage lose. That being said, I that's why I guess I would say I do think Brian Cage should win. But like I get it. There's a reason this match is happening. There's a reason why they've done things the way that they've done them. It's set up for Hangman Page to get the heat, to come out of it looking good, and and the whole deal. I understand that. I just I think there's a Brian Cage side of the story that's being ignored. Then that goes back to the Team Taz problem that existed well before. Um, a tag team match. Yay. Sting and Darby Allen against Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Brandon. Well, first of all, I didn't realize my mic was muted and I was trying to chime in oh, on this, oh, I'm sure, this last thing. I'm sure it was phenomenal. So, real quick, two things. So first, first of all, I think that match, the last one we were just talking about, is the most likely to be a complete nine million guy clusterfuck. Um, well, that definitely helps no one. Right. That's my point. And, and that's why I think he could, this could stall out both of them in a way. Um, and, and the other thing I was going to say is, you know, the, the, I think you raise all these really good points about Brian Cage. And I'm only saying this based on where we are, not where we should be. Where we are with him, if we were going to do what you suggest, it almost has to be as a face, right? Because he would I, I, have I, to break off yeah. from Team Taz. I don't, do, right. I, don't ne- I don't necessarily disagree with that, right? Like, you can't make Team Taz the face. Like they have, like if he separates from them, they're going to be well, the. But, but he also doesn't have to be a face. He could just be a monster heel, and it could less be about Team Taz anymore, and really just be about Brian Cage. And I, if you, wanna... I think what where he says, if you're elevating him as a top heel, where is he going after him? Right. Page? Right now, he can't go after the TNT title. He can't go after the world title. Well, you're assuming that those that both those are staying in the same place. And yes, I am. And that's fair. And I guess what I would say is it's a long summer before there's another pay-per-view, right? Like, there's a lot of things that you can do and a lot of people that you can feud with between them. You could have someone else from Team Taz split off to try to become a face, whether that's, you know, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, you could work a program between those two things for the for the power of 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 Taz, right? Like you could do a lot of things yeah. that you can I, do in in the meantime. But I, I guess I, by I, the way, I guess the point I was making is I see a path as a baby face. Like if you if you told me like, hey, I think they're gonna elevate Brian Cage, I only see a path as a baby. I don't see a path as a heel. I think as a baby face you know, there's a break off with Team Taz. He can go over Powerhouse Hobbs and have a match where they break everything around the ring and whatever. And then, and then he's got places but to I go. But I think we feel some of that specifically because of how we feel about the Team Taz concept. Like, I think that what we're saying is we think that the Team Taz thing is so poisoned that there's nowhere right. for that to go with of significance. And I'll hear that argument. It might very well be, but I also think that you could have... When I complained about Team Taz, it wasn't like a. There's no, as I said before, it's not about these guys. It's not about Taz. It's about them literally doing nothing and there being no repercussions for it. For them right. always losing. That was the Team Taz problem. You could fix that. You can make them a dominant force. <laughs> Correct. Like that, that can be fixed without having to end Team Taz. They just, they haven't done that. That's all. Anyway, you're up, you're up first on the Sting Darby Allen thing. Oh Jesus Christ! Um, I mean, <sighs> match. I match. I least want to talk about the least. I don't know. Um, I think, man, this one's hard because Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page have done basically nothing significant as a heel, right? Other than attack people, like 
have they won matches maybe on the shows no one watches? I I, 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 I sure as hell couldn't tell you. Right. So, like, I'm inclined to say, like, they should probably win. <laughs> I mean, like, other than the fact that it's Darby Allen and we don't want Darby Allen to start falling down the, you know, the rabbit hole of losing and being insignificant. But I feel like we're kind of there. This one's hard for me because I, I, I think, you know, the obvious answer would just be Sting and Darby Allen should win. And because it's Sting and whatever, but like, is Scorpio and Sky and Ethan Page supposed to be a thing? Like, is that if, if they're I, supposed? I'm, lo- I'm looking at their cage match right now. They have um, on like dark and stuff. They are rolling through random people. So, like, if that's supposed to be a thing, you can't beat them here. I, I don't know what to say about this match, other than you know, I'm over Sting being with Darby Allen. I think that's not helping at all. I, I don't know, man. I'm going to say that I'm going to say just because it's Darby Allen and I don't want him to go down the rabbit hole of 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 irrelevance, I'll say that Darby should win. But I, I, I think Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page are going to win. And if they're not, I don't know why we're even di- like I, I don't know why they even made them a thing if they're just going to be losing their first big match. Um, I, I don't I don't know what to say. I, about I, it. I think the way for me to say this is what should happen is get Darby Allen the fuck away from Sting. And <laughs> right, and right. and the only real way that that can happen, I think, is by having them lose, right? Like at some point right. it, if because they keep wanting to insist that Sting is a thing and and matters and is important and all that shit if that's going to continue to be the case, instead of them just admitting one day, hey, this was never really a thing, this was all insane, and and you guys are are, are just so drunk that, that you didn't bother to notice that, um, if they're going to continue to try to force this, and he's going to be a part of the story, and he's going to have to be on television, we're all going to have to keep pretending like, like this isn't the giant problem that it is, then you have to have them lose to have Darby Allen like, realize, why the fuck am I just palling around with this guy that's done nothing for me? So what should happen? Unquestionably, Darby Allen and Sting should lose this match. There is no world in which Darby Allen should be around Sting any longer. What will happen? I, I it, honest to God, I think they're going to win because I think this is just about trying to squeeze as many nickels as you possibly can out of this thing that shouldn't be a thing. I, I it, it is it is horrendous. It is it is worse than WWE because typically when WWE does this, they just do it and get it get it done with within a couple of months, and it doesn't you know span out, and they don't make it a permanent part of programming. This is it's it's horrendous. I mean, I guess it's not as bad as like giving Goldberg the belt, but you know what I mean. Like when they do a part timer, you know, typically it's actually a part timer, and then they're gone after a little while. We all have to keep pretending like Sting should be a part of weekly professional wrestling television. It's an embarrassment. It's a joke, and it's probably going to continue. I say should be uh, uh, Ethan and Scorpio Sky will be Darby and Sting. Yeah, I mean, obviously it should be Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. I, like, if you wanted to have done a really, you know, what, what you did last time with, with the backstage, you know, the pre-tape stuff, and you do something all spooky and stuff, and I mean, these are the wrong guys to do it against, but whatever, you, you maybe could make an argument that if Sting's going to be on, at least keep doing the backstage stuff. And have him win, but no, I mean, it, it should not be Sting and Darby Allen. It, it will be Sting and Darby Allen. And the fact they're not doing this pre-tape, they're not doing this cinematic style, 
it's so insane oh, because God. the last one actually worked. And while it's not worth doing the Sting thing, at least it was an entertaining end to the Sting thing. This is, you know, this is doing Shane McMahon, but not having Shane McMahon jump off of big things at the end. Oh, it's so gross. It's so just atrocious and, and needs to end immediately. Um, speaking of which, hey, Cody Rhodes versus Anthony Agogo. <laughs> Is it me? No, it's me. Um, how, I was gonna say, how how dare you be smart to our American hero? Yeah, thank Christ. Um, Anthony Agogo is our American hero, right? Yeah, He's I the mean, one. Honest who's... to God. Uh, sh- <laughs> sh- like, let's let's be honest about this. Should be Anthony Agogo. Will be Cody Rhodes. Don't think I need to say anything more. It, I, yeah, I mean, it absolutely should be Anthony Agogo, and and you could still create something. You know, if they've done one thing right, like. He has been elevated by this. Anthony Ago may not be How? a great thing, what but he's at least an interesting. He's an interesting thing. How? He's Why did you have to say that? In what yeah, way has he been elevated by this? Because I enjoy. I'm enjoying his interviews. I I care about who he is right now. I don't. I don't even know what interviews we're talking about. Like, he's got a few promos. Okay, dude. I'm interested in his promos. Right. I'm interested in his promo work when I wasn't interested in his promo work before. All right. I'm not saying it's worth it. I'm just saying that's the one thing, but the only thing that. You know, it, that only matters if he beats Cody, and he's not going to beat Cody, so none of this was worth it. So, should be a go-go, will be Cody. Yeah, I, I, I actually think, you know, in a fucked up way, Cody Rhodes actually does lose to people. It, it, but yeah, to make sure some, he goes back over them immediately afterwards. To make well, sure, well, yeah, I'll well, I'll, well, I'll lose to Darby Allen as long as the next day Darby Allen gets to be my 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 butt buddy. Right, and and and, and even and I'll take it a step further. It's maybe not always specifically that, but like he'll also lose in a way that the match completely fucks over the other person. Like like even if he's not going to go over the guy a week later. The match itself, it's still the loss is done in a way that completely castrates the effect of it. Oh, sure. It's it's Cody's going to stand right. over him and four guys are going to jump right, in. Right, and right, it, it, it's right. very clear that Cody should have won the match and absolutely destroyed him in the process. Exactly. Like fucking QT Marshall is going to grab his leg and ter- he'll turn around and then that guy will do this heart punch or whatever his move is. Like, I just, I don't care, first of all. Like, I really don't care for this. And I think... You know, I speak for the group like I mean, I guess Aaron's saying he's interested in Anthony Agogo, but I know that we all don't like this Cody nonsense that that is happening now. Um, no one. Does. I, I <laughs> actually got grilled about it today on the, the call. <laughs> yeah, I actually think they're going to put over the guy. I really do. And now when I say the word put over, I mean, he'll win. <laughs> I think that Anthony Agogo is winning the match. I think he should and he will. But I still think that it's going to be done in a way. Like if this isn't just him punching him and pinning him, then I don't know why. We're, you know what I mean? Like if Here, this here's is- here's why I think you're wrong about this. He this this is going back to like when Cena faced Rusev and invoked, you know, I'm doing this for the victims of 9/11. Like you can't lose after that. Cody is wrestling for America. He's he is America. He's not going to lose. Yeah, but like that's that's assuming that you're dealing with like somewhat competent storytellers, which. This show hasn't proven to be yet. I, I, I still think there's it's possible that uh, that that he loses and that they try to make this. Like I said, it's still going to all be about him in the loss. Like in the loss, it's all going to be about 
him and letting people down and and it's all going to be about the evolution of like whatever fucking Cody's doing for the next month. You know what I mean? It's going to be a I think this is the beginning of his tear down to build back up at some point. And in the process, they think by doing that, they're putting over this other guy, which they're really not. You know, they're really just letting this other guy win a match. And then we all have to hear the Cody Rhodes uh, fucking uh, redemption story for the next six months or whatever. That's what I really think is going to happen. So I'm going to say, should Anthony Agogo, and also will Anthony Agogo, but not for all, not for the right reasons. I mean, look, I, I, even a win, I guess, is more beneficial than not. But uh, I mean, whatever, whatever. This, this, all of this needs to be blown into the sun. Like that's but, all. But, I but come on, we're we're getting his old theme back. That's what everybody wanted. Cool. All right. Um, moving, moving <laughs> forward. Theme? Moving. Cody's. Forward. We're not doing the Snoop Dogg version anymore. Oh. Oh. oh that's that's too oh. bad. That's Wonderful. Too bad. All right. Uh, a casino battle royale for the future AEW World Championship match. Here's who we know: Christian Cage, Matt Sydal, Powerhouse Hobbs, Penta El Zero, Miedo, Moreto, Miedo, Miedo. I always get that wrong. Jungle Boy, Matt Hardy, Mark Quinn, Isaiah Cassidy. The bl- By the way, Matt Hardy I was facing somebody completely unknown the other day, and all I could keep thinking about is, yep, definitely in a better place here than he had been in WWE. <laughs> no, I mean, he was on Dark Revelation or whatever. The, I, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to do a bit. I genuinely don't know what the name of the show is. What's, I think what's it's Elevation. Elevation. He was on Dark Elevation the other day. Glenn, that show elevates people. That's I, why they I'm, call it that. Sure does. The Blade, Evil Uno, Colt Cabana, Preston Vance. Who's Preston Vance? He's 10. That's 10. Okay, thank you. Wait, uh, so the whole Dark Order is in this? <laughs> Griff Garrison, Brian Pillman Jr., Max Caster, Anthony Bowens, QT Marshall, Nick Camarado. Who's that? Is he the other? Uh, yeah, that, that's the other guy in the guy. Oh, good. Yep. Uh, Dustin Rhodes. Oh, okay. Sh- Lee Johnson or Shoddy Lee. And, of course, someone else, TBA. TBA. I guess you're supposed to guess, you know, who... Who's going to be the guy that shows up and probably fucking wins this thing? <laughs> One of the released WWE guys. Is it 90 days? Are we at 90 days? Mm, no, I think we're just missing it. But was it? Was there a couple people? Oh, there, were, oh. there were a couple, but I think even those were like May 30th. I, I know Mojo's been teasing something on May 30th or 31st. Oh, oh, I guess well, would, this, is, this would be May 30th, pal. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, maybe. Okay, so that, that's my pick. It's Mojo. Um, oh, God. That would be hilarious. I mean, I love Mojo. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, if we're saying this is a future AEW title match, I mean, I guess they, they've kind of burned these off in some of these, so it could be, you know, Penta, which would be fun. I'd like to see Penta versus Kenny. Um, it, it's going to be Christian. Like, it, it's going to be Christian. So, yeah, so, I, I, so I'm not going to say should, but it will be Christian. So I'm going to say should and will be Christian, and here's why. For exactly what you said. Now that we know what this is, I'm completely fine with Christian winning it. Like, if this would be the person that's going to feud with Kenny Omega for the next five months, absolutely not. But we know traditionally this has been sort of a one and done thing. And if they want to give him that fucking match and get it out of the way, I'm this is the way to do it. You know what I mean? Like, so if we're going to get a Christian Kenny Omega match anyway, this is the way to go. Have him win this thing that justifies the match. Let him do the match on, you know, Bash the July Fourth special or whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is, and then it's over. It's actually the best case scenario, in my opinion. And, and again, unless there's some team, but again, if it's some random guy coming in, that's the thing we talk about all the time. Like some random guy shouldn't 
be part of the company one day and have title match the next day. So I think if I'm looking at this list, really Christian Cage is the best possible scenario because it's not going to be offensive. I don't know that I agree with that. I don't I don't agree that it's the best scenario. I mean, I just mean it looks like a main event on what, a... What, what's your best scenario? What should it be? Yeah. Uh, and even in the scenario that you're talking about where it's just a one-time blow-off, uh, Jungle Boy would be better suited Boy, that. Yeah, that he was the other guy I was thinking about. Jung- but, don't, but don't you want more for Jungle Boy? I do, but right now it's pretty clear they're not doing that. Like, I, I'm not, right. I think that they think that he's that at some point, but I think it's pretty clear it's not coming anytime soon. But if you're talking about a one-time... You know, match on a dynamite, just get it over with and move on to whatever it is that you're have doing. Have a banger of a match and show that it, Jungle Boy can go. Exactly right. It does nothing. Like, like they did with Darby. Christian, uh, didn't they do the same thing with Darby? Is that what they did? You might be right about that. I don't he he fought that. Moxley, right? That does yeah. That does sound right, yes. Um, I, it, it, it does nothing with Christian Cage. Like, it just doesn't... It, there's nothing to prove there. Like, we, we know who Christian is. We're not... This isn't... We don't need to be introduced to him in any way. Um, this thing where they were obsessed with trying to make it seem like he was the greatest worker was always a weird bit. Like, he's a good one. Like, nobody's debating that. Like, we know he's a good worker. We don't need more 20-minute Christian matches at this point in our life. It's not – that's not the thing that we were waiting for. We we kind of wanted Christian to be – the his personality we kind of wanted back. We weren't desperate for more 20-minute matches. So, I, if you know, if that's the way you're going to use it – just go ahead and give it to the Jungle Boy for for God's sakes. Now, as far as you know, who it might be, I I think is is Andrade the hottest like you know rumor that's out there. Um, yeah, the the problem with Andrade is he's already facing Kenny and AAA at uh, yeah. Triple Mania, so I don't think it would be him. Yeah, I mean, the, the only reason I bring up the Christian Cage thing is because they're gonna do that. Do you know what I mean? Like that's gonna happen, and so. If it's going to happen, this is the best way for it to happen. Because I don't want a feud. I don't want him feuding with Kenny Omega. Like, there's no world in which we're not getting Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage. Like, that match is happening. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I like, you're asking me to accept that, and I, I, I'm I, not willing to accept it. Now, what I would also say is that can always... You don't need him to win a battle royale in order to do that either. Like, it, like they can do... Uh, at any point when they have four months between pay-per-views, hey, in two weeks we're going to do Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage. They can do that at any point, the thing that you're talking about. he does. do you think that requires him to like beat other people that we don't want him to beat in matches? I mean, does it require like, I honestly it? No. think what, this what is it, the most what it, what it, unoffensive way to put him into a title what, match. What did Pac do to get into a title match? He beat like everyone on the roster. Did he? He was undefeated for like the whole time. But, but did, what do you remember him doing? Nothing. That's the point. Like, I mean, I don't remember anybody doing they can anything, have, to be honest. They, no, Nothing's they can, memorable in this But no, company. that's not true. Christian could go on these other shows and win a bunch of matches that I don't give a rat's ass about in order for that to be the case. He doesn't have to win feuds. No, Pat- but if he wins... But, but listen, if they put him into a title match, they're going to have him beating people on Dynamite that we don't want him to beat because it's Pat Christian. Didn't. What? I'm I'm looking right now. Pack didn't beat anybody. That's on what Dynamite. I'm saying. Like I don't know what you're talking. Pack didn't do that. But Pack isn't. I don't they, know. They I just made it clear. They saying... they will put Eddie effing Kingston got into a pay per view main event without having doing anything, except lose matches. Right. You're, they, that's they, fair. Do, they do. Yeah. There is nothing that says that it's it, which is hilarious because again, this was going to be the company where that type of shit was supposed to matter. There is nothing that says. 
that you have to beat people in AEW history in order to get a title match or beat people that matter in particular. They, they, I was going to say, you, you have to rack up the wins. You just can do it on dark. Well, and, and that's stuff. what they've, they've figured out. They think that they can justify, hey, wins and losses do matter by saying things like Pac was undefeated when, you know, it doesn't take much for Aaron to go back and say, you beat Serpentico. You beat fucking Dean Alexander, whoever the shit that is. You beat Andre Montoya and Vari Morales. You beat Ryan Nemeth. Like you <laughs> well, that's fair. Like you this is how he became that guy and is in a pay-per-view championship match. They do not have to have Christian Cage beat people in order to do that. I I don't like the premise to begin with. I I'm opposed to it as a whole. But to say, hey, if we even if you accept that at some point they're going to do that because this is Christian and you know Tony Khan thinks he's the greatest wrestler of all time, so it's going to occur. Well, then just do it. Just announce it one week. Say next week Christian's in the match, and and not only is it Christian, but based on everything you've done to create championship matches, it's inoffensive because nobody else has earned their way into a championship match either. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> They beat he beat the blade. He beat Chuck Taylor. He did pin I I I I I mean I guess I had forgotten that he beat um Orange Cassidy at Revolution. So I guess you could oh, say right. he did do one thing, Pac. That was a year ago. Yes, correct. I mean it's 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 a great Listen, point. he beat the guy that beat Chris Jericho that elevated him into yeah, oh some, wait. Something like that. Yeah, something <laughs> along those lines. All right. Uh, are we through it? Are we through? I, I didn't even really tell you who I think is going to win. I don't care. I think it's the real answer. I don't care. Uh, who's going to win is whoever the surprise entrant is. I think let's just be honest and frank about that. Uh, women's championship match, uh, Hikaru or, you know, who knows, Sheeta against uh, Dr. <laughs> Britt Baker. Because they don't know, and, and that's never going to change. So I, how could I possibly be expected to know? how their champion pronounces her name if they don't know either. So I'm not going to apologize. It's the reality of the circumstances. Brandon? I mean, Britt Baker. Should have will. No no explanation needed. <laughs> uh, you know, I can. we can have a talk about the should part of it. Like, we can have a talk about, you know, is, is this – is this the right way to have treated your champion again? Like, this is the second time, and it just so happens to be they're both Asian champions, that you did this, you screwed it up, you never did anything relevant, and then you just had him drop the belt. Um, I, I could, I, I would say what they should do is I think they should have her beat Britt Baker to make her, her more relevant for whenever Britt Baker eventually beats her. But I think it's pretty clear that they're not doing that, that Britt Baker is just going to win the match. Yeah, I mean, you could do that, but I think that if, you know, the the women's division is in such a place right now, you need to do a hard reset, and that involves, you know, even though it's not her fault, that involves Sheeta dropping the belt to the most, you know, and, and this is, a, a, you know, a moving bar, but the most over uh, woman in the roster, it has to go to Britt Baker. You have to do it. Um, I... I, I I have to is a difficult word, but yeah, I mean, I hear you. I mean, I think you have to. Well, I think I, 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 think, I think you all. I think have. you ever I think have you're the basing... hope of building a baby face in your women's division. You have to have a heel champion to chase. I, and I, there's, I get that, but I think you're building it on a standard too. That like didn't it doesn't have to be this way in general. Like it doesn't. No, but but where we are right now, I I don't think they're salvaging Sheeta right now. You've got they're a faceless just, champion, well, I think, but that I, you're not. 
treating like a champion. I think they could salvage Sheeta by having her cleanly be- beat Britt Baker. And I guess what you're saying is, and at then that what point, does that do? Then right. One. Then you yeah. create a. Cha- I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, TNT Championship match: Miro and Lance Archer. Of course, Miro, by the way, still has to defeat Dante Martin this Friday. Yeah, <laughs> come on. It says very clearly there, Miro or yeah, Dante Martin. Come I was on. about to bring that up. I brought that up last week. I was like, this is how little they care about doing a Friday 10 p.m. They're putting something called Dante Martin in a chain, which makes it more hilarious because is now he they... a member of a tag team? Uh, is he? I don't know who he is. Some top flight. Oh, good. Good for Dante. No. <laughs> I like top Flight. Yeah, Top Flight's good. I like them. I, as I, I, I didn't know either of their names. I, I like them, them as an flight. idea. That's the problem. I know so little about them that I couldn't tell you that I really like them. I like the idea of them, is what I can say. Does that does that change your mind? The, the no, uh, it's my pick first. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a this is a double Miro. I mean, Lance Archer as a face has been an utter dud, and Miro's been tremendous as a heel. So this is a this one's about the easiest one on the card. Shouldn't will Miro. Uh, let's just move on. No, I, I do want to say something real quick. Yes, but this is your chance. You have to make him look really good. Like this is your opportunity. Look at look at the opponent. Like if if Miro doesn't coming out of the, come out of this match looking amazing, you did something wrong. Like this is your chance to really showcase him and potentially elevate him for the future. Uh, sure. Okay. I mean, like I, I just don't. You know, they, they've done a really good job with Miro over the past month, so even though I should never say this about AEW, yeah, I, I don't I'm, have I'm much not, fear about this. I'm not really – like, for as long as it took to get them there, they got there, and yep, it's working. And it doesn't mean that it, it absolves everything before then, but they're there, and he looks great, and, you know, he should look great for a little bit longer before he drops the belt, and ultimately he should be in the title picture, and then we'll, we'll get there eventually. Um, the tag team championship match, the Young Bucks and the Elite. Uh, well, the Elite. Sorry, the Elite in their corner <laughs> against John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. This one. Me. No, I think it's me. It's Brent. Oh. It's Aaron. Yes, sorry. Yeah. Um, this one's interesting. This one's interesting. I think you should put it on Moxley and Kingston. I think there's something oh. there. I think you should take the belts away from the Young Bucks just because. God, I don't know, like, just everything folding into that is, is so messy that I almost kind of want to take it off on principle. Um, it probably will be the Young Bucks, because it's the Young Bucks. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. Guys, we are the, we are, we are AEW. We are where the tag teams are the best tag teams of any other yeah. wrestling company. Yep. And we've got John Moxley and Eddie Kingston in the tag team title match. I mean, this is ridiculous. I understand the story they're trying to tell, but like, it's kind of bizarre because it's always been about Kenny. But let's just like, I don't know. This is such a mess. I, 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 I no, they should not put the belts on John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. I, I don't think there's a world in which I would agree with that. Um, but I understand wh- where you're coming from because the other side has been a complete disaster. So, <laughs> so like. I don't know. Should and will Young Bucks? I, I, why are we doing this? I'm, is, a, I'm in my... a weird place here because it, to the broader point that you're bringing up, I get what you're saying. But in the context of the story, I don't disagree with Aaron that the thing with that Moxley and Eddie Kingston is working. I mean, it's 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 working. 
um, and 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 probably would have been a better way to start introducing it. I I don't know. I I don't I I don't know any of that. They they the, what they did with Eddie Kingston is so weird. I'll never understand it. But this is working. This this I'm interested in this. I'm not interested in the elite mess. It's very bad. It's it's horrendously bad. It's poisoning a lot of the show. It's I don't know what what is the point. I, that's what I keep trying to say to myself. Like what what is the ultimate goal here? What are you trying to accomplish? They're not just trying to be guys that hold the belts. There seem like there's still some sort of power dynamic in play, but like what what is that? I I don't get it. I'll never get it. They want to keep collecting belts. Like that's that's cool. I don't know. I am actually not all that in in a weird way, I'm kind of in agreement with Aaron that I kind of would like to see John Moxley and Eddie Kingston win this for a short, a short period of time to end up losing them back just because their side of the story works. The elite side of the story, it's so gross, I'm just, I, I got nothing for you. But what will happen? Yeah, I mean, the, the Bucks will hold the belt while they try to figure out exactly what they're doing with a storyline that is overwhelming multiple parts of the card and appears to have no actual point. So they'll definitely end up having the Bucks hold the belts. Next, um, the Stadium Stampede match, the Pinnacle and the Inner Circle. And if the Inner Circle lose, of course, they must disband as a team forever. Forever. And, and by the way, did I read somewhere this week that they're trying to like do the Stadium Stampede with a crowd involved somehow? Yes. What? Yeah. Wow. Now. To, to me, that screams they, like, start in the ring and then go out to a pre-taped thing, but who knows? It's very... I don't know. I've got to... That'd gotta, be kind of cool. I mean... Stadium Stampede, to have... Yeah, it, it does sound like there's going to somehow be crowd involved. Significant live element to it. But I don't know what that means. Does it mean they're just going to put it up on the screen so the crowd can react as... Now yeah. that to me that seems like part of the match will be live. It will not be an entirely like are they like stunt casting a crowd but if into I'm being the honest with stadium? You, I I well that now see that part is more interesting to me. If like they did if they made this the last match of the night. Pre-taped it and yeah. No, no, I mean legitimately oh. made it the last match of the night. And, Which it should be. And they had had a pre-taped match to air in between the championship match and this, and they said to the entire crowd, "You guys can go into the stadium now." Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, like that, I, that's what I—that's the way I took. The that, problem is, is that the crowd would be in the stadium. A five thousand person crowd in a football stadium will look very empty, and unless the, unless they somehow stage them around the environment in which the, it's going to take place, you know what I mean? Like instead of using the whole seating, if they figure out a way. To sort of carve out but, part of it. But what made the stadium stampede work was they visited the entire stadium. Like they did. Yeah, and they t- were like in the concourse. Maybe right. the people like standing around in the concourse and stuff. I, like, I don't know. I'm almost. It, it sounds really cool, but it almost leaves me fearful that they're going to try too hard. <laughs> you know, like yeah. they're going to be so hell bent on we want to involve the crowd in some way that they end up going a bit too far in the process. Or they can't do a lot of the fun stuff. Correct. They the are. stuff that made us yeah. like the stadium stampede match. Exactly right. right. So with all that being said, who's up first? I think it's Brandon. Great. Um, 
So, okay. So we got a couple things to unpack here. The Pinnacle won the Blood and Guts match. The Inner Circle lost the first Stadium Stampede match as well. But I have a T-shirt that that says that otherwise. Just right. right. (laughs) And do we believe they're going to break up the Inner Circle? I mean, I really don't know the answer to that. And I don't know the answer to if those other two things I just mentioned matter at all. In, in, in what they're thinking in when they're booking this match. Um, but I do think the, the one thing I know coming out of this is that Chris Jericho is going on a long tour. <laughs> and I hate to use like real life things. I mean, I guess maybe he could have be off on Wednesdays and, or whatever. But like, yeah, I was going to say he's not touring Wednesday, right? But a lot of times in the past when he would go on these tours he would kind of go away for a little bit and it's only a couple months, you know what I mean? And then come back or whatever. I don't know. I, I think, I mean, there's so many problems with the pinnacle, but, but I think if you are taking the pinnacle seriously and if you are significantly invested in MJF, I think they have to win. Um, I mean, I, so, but I also understand that the, the inner circle is badly in need of a win too, unless they're literally disbanding, which would be the consequence if they lose. So I guess in that sense, you could say the pinnacle should win and maybe they will because it accomplishes both things. It's like, if you're saying the inner circle needs a win, well, no, they don't if they're breaking up and that's what would happen. So I, it's kind of a conveniently placed as a 50, 50 in my mind because, well, if they lose, we can't say the inner circle is, is uh, devalued and losing because they literally have to go away. <laughs> so, so I, I don't know, but I'm going to say it's more important for MJF to remain strong. So I'm, I'm going to say they win and I'm going to say they should and will win. Uh, you real talk- quick, real quick before yeah. the next part, Fozzie doesn't go on tour or uh, in full until September. So, Oh, okay. I thought there was a bunch of summer stuff there. There's like uh, three days in July and one day in August. and then Oh, God. So they, it all shifted. Got it. Got it. Yep. Got it. You're talking through a lot of the stuff that I've been dealing with here. Like, honestly, you're talking through a lot of it, as I've thought through this myself. Um, I, I think MJF has to be your priority, but the weird part about that is it sure as fuck should not be the pinnacle. Like, the, the, right. the pinnacle should not be anybody's priority right now. The pinnacle is nothing. Um, MJF, however, absolutely should be your priority. So what do you do with that exactly? Does it make it so that you should get rid of the pinnacle immediately? Mm, I mean, I, a loss doesn't necessarily do that either. So if that's off the table, then I think they should win. And I particularly, I, if they don't win it's more harmful to MJF because ultimately you're saying that Chris Jericho came out on top and Chris Jericho does not need to come out on top. Um, I I also wonder if it's just time, right? Like, if we're being honest, as good as the inner circle has been, and as much as I don't really need them to disappear from my life, has the inner circle benefited anyone not named Chris Jericho the way that it should have. And I'd, I'd argue it helps Sammy. It helps Sammy the most. And you could say it would have helped him more had it not been for his own transgressions, right? That like 
Fair. That we forget in there was there was a little bit of a stunt at a point at which look, it looked like they were going to do more with him, but they had to back off because of um, right, the, the right. things that he had said. So you could make an argument for it helped Sammy, and it would have helped them even more had it not been for this. But has it helped Santana and Ortiz? No. Has it helped Jake Hager? Yep. And well, well, hold on. Hold on. Let me just say this, because I, I understand what you're saying, and I actually do agree with you. However, there is a slight caveat, which is compared to what? Like, if you're saying, has it helped Jake Hager compared to what they would have done with him? I do believe it has, because he would have been a complete nothing without I, And this. I think that he's been a little bit more than a complete nothing. I think he has been a right. complete so, nothing that like, happens that's to like, be that, in the inner that's circle. That's what I mean. Like, so, slightly more. And, and I would argue, Ortiz, I will say... I would argue I don't I even say it's, I don't even know that, right? Like I don't know that you're right to say he'd be a complete nothing. Like Jake Hager is still relevant to more people than the average professional wrestler. I think is. he's just so down on AEW booking that he thinks they would have screwed him up. And I get yeah, that, I, that's I don't I think, think they would have booked him well, but I don't think they would have booked him any worse than they booked him here. Like I I think it would have been roughly the same. I think Jake Hager would have been on TV. I think you would have been seeing him. I think he would have been in I think you could argue he probably would have been in more singles matches. Um, I think he would have been Sean Spears. No, I, I, no, I, really I think did. you're way I think, off. No, I, I don't think that. I, I, I think, think it might have been Lance Archer. I think it's. I I think at the worst he's Lance Archer, and I think even that's going too far. Like the, Jake Hager is a former WWE champion who also is an MMA fighter. That that's a guy they want on TV. Whether or not it should be that case, whatever they want him on TV. Comparing him to these other guys, I think, is going way too far. Okay. Well then I then my other thing I would say is I think we will see in the future that this will have benefited Santana and Ortiz just by recognition alone. Yes, they haven't done anything really, but I think once they do, people should care about them more. That's p- purely speculative and there's no way to tell that until we talk in 3 months and see that they put them into the picture and they and they're doing things but I do think when they do, the recognition they got from the rub of Jericho isn't insignificant. I just think it's mm. hard to say right I, now. I think they were a thing coming in. Yeah, I I kind of agree with Aaron. I, I think uh, not for people like me. I didn't know who they were coming in. I had no idea who they were. But the first thing they did was attack the like if they if they don't they join Jericho, the inner circle, just, what like two weeks, three weeks no, in? It was the very first week. It was okay. actually before. But I'm saying, like, if they came in, attacked the Young Bucks, feuded with the Young Bucks, and didn't ever join Jericho, and then go into the, you know, you can say they might have screwed up the tag division part. Well, they already I, have I, done that. So. But, that's, but, no, but that's what I'm saying, is that you can say, well, they, you know, just like you're saying with Hager, well, they would have screwed that up. Okay, sure. but I think that if Ortiz, Santana Ortiz, who is known to a good chunk of the audience, obviously not everybody, or I, I don't even know if necessarily, well, no, I'd say a majority of the people watching AEW that first week, probably knew who they were and then you say oh they're feuding with the young bucks that's a big deal cutting good promos etc etc they would have been a thing with or without jericho and also i think that you're missing that they are they are a big deal like lax was a big deal with latin wrestling fans and 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 i and i don't think that 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 gets limited to yeah but they were on impact like i think that like i don't think that any of us truly understand the significance of conan or, or um, among Latin wrestling fans. He's never been a significant overall professional wrestling figure in a, you know, in a major company, but he's a goddamn big deal, right? 
and I don't fully get that. But and I and I would compare um, Santana and Ortiz to that. I, I I don't think that Santana and Ortiz. I think they were they were destined to be stars, and I would go the opposite way. I think they've been neutered by being in the mm-hmm. inner circle. Okay. Um. Um. All, all that being said. It. All that being said. Is it isn't it interesting though to see the difference in the like like me as someone who basically my exposure to wrestling was WWE for the longest time, and. I actually think they're a much bigger deal because they're associated with Chris Jericho. And I'm going to take that with me going forward. But then you two as people who knew who they were already have a different perspective. But I think it's it's interesting to see those different perspectives because they're going to multiply across well, the audience. But I, you know but what I mean? also think that it's like I can't pretend like I was a big, you know, LAX guy. I can't. But I can recognize their impact. I, I think it's got to be sure. like meeting somewhere in the middle. I'm right. not trying to tell you that they meant a lot to me coming in. I think they meant a lot to a lot of people and to a certain, specifically a certain demographic. They were very significant arriving in AEW and that that demographic hasn't gotten that payoff since they've been there. Um, sure. and, and, and I like them and I think that they would be really good if they got more of a run. I, all of this is a way for me to say I think that ultimately in the end it's better suited to say focus on MJF you know, solve the the pinnacle problem. Him screwing o- over another faction in another in another month or so would be very MJF. I I don't want more pinnacle. I don't need more pinnacle. But because the risk on this isn't like if this was if they lose the pinnacle has to break up, then I would be all for that, right? Like by all fucking means, get rid of the <laughs> pinnacle. But without that being, if if he's if the pinnacle is going to exist one way or the other, then it should exist with them winning and with MJF looking bigger. So I'll say shouldn't will the pinnacle. Uh, I'll make this pretty quick. I, I kind of lean towards your guys, but then I kind of think, what's the purpose of the pinnacle if there's not any big face faction to go up against? Like the whole purpose of the pinnacle. But that's what I'm is, saying. That's why you just have yeah. them break up again in a month. Like you just have right. him screw over another faction, you know, a month from now. Right. I and and which is you know, it's very plausible. I, I think the more likely scenario, which, and I don't think it's terrible as long as MJF doesn't look bad in the process. You keep the inner circle going a little bit because we still, we don't have Jericho versus MJF. And I think that if you have Jericho versus MJF, where one guy has a faction behind him and one guy doesn't, it makes no sense. Um, so I think we continue building towards that singles match. I think that inner circle wins somehow. And I'm not against them breaking up in the near future. I just think that in this exact moment, it would be a really weird dynamic to have one big faction not have a purpose at all to exist. So I'm going to say should and will inner circle. All right. Very good. And that brings us to the championship match. Of course, this is probably maybe we should have ended with Stadium Stampede. Right. Well, because uh, that's going to be the main event. Yeah, that's a good point. It's on me. Uh, Kenny Omega against Orange Cassidy and Pac. I, I, I guess I'll start. Um, uh, should be Orange Cassidy because he's Orange Cassidy. Obviously, will be Kenny Omega. Ditto. Kenny Omega should right. will. All right. Sorry. Very good. There you go. Well, you're wrong about that. There, you're 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 wrong, and you're a whore. Should right? should in the context of the show, not should in life. Right. Yeah, it should still be Orange Cassidy yeah, in the yeah, context yeah. of the show. Everything <laughs> should be Orange Cassidy. All right. Very good. Those are our picks for Double or Nothing. Let's spend a few minutes talking about uh, the week that was in WWE before we get to our guest. Um, I, I don't really care about anything that wasn't Rick Boogs because he's Rick Boogs. I. 
I, I where, where, where do you guys want to start uh, as far as things that happen on WWE this week? Uh, I want to go into an overall conversation that's going to hit a couple of things, and that's obviously they announced the the return of fans officially starting to roll out these tour dates. Did that really happen after we did our show? Okay, you're right. All right. Yeah, I mean, we knew about Money in the Bank, but they started to kind of roll out exactly, you know, some of this. Um, But I want to talk about that in the context of some of the things they're doing, particularly on Raw. Um, We kind of talked about this for the past few months that that Drew McIntyre wasn't exactly likable, but it's okay. They don't have fans. It doesn't matter. Drew McIntyre is a complete and utter dick, and I'm pretty sure that if there were fans next week, he'd be booed out of the building, and I'm really interested to see what's going to happen when the fans do come back, because Drew McIntyre is a straight-up dick, unlikable, might be one of the more unlikable characters on the show right now. I mean, you're a thousand percent right. <laughs> um, I, I don't I don't really... I don't really have anything else to say. You're a thousand percent... Uh, by the way, if we would be having this conversation before... <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. Hello, hello, hang, Dottie. Hang, hang How on. are you? How are you? There's, there's Dottie checking in. Um, uh, there. If we would have been having this conversation before last week, like before, what's happening right now is happening. Like I would have slightly agreed with you. Now I a hundred percent. Like you can't put the new day <laughs> opposed to this guy and, and expect. But they're doing a lot of weird stuff with the new day. Like, like all of it's been weird. Um. Who did they have a match against this week? Remind me. Well, uh, Xavier faced Xavier Matt Riddle was against Riddle. Yeah, like what? But that was booked in a way that made sense. I thought. But why and, and are Riddle, you doing Riddle was it? acting a little more heelish in that. You know. Okay, so do you think the point is that Riddle's uh, ultimately coming? There, that that. that well, wait, no, wait, wait. No, I, I Let's trace that... this. Let's trace this. He was he was standing up for Randy Orton because Xavier Woods cheated to help Kofi Kingston win the match. So it all kind of makes sense. It's just weird. Like yeah. Xavier was playing his trombone, which made Randy Orton distracted, lost the match. So then after the match, Riddle was like, why the hell did you do that? I tried to be your friend whenever Randy Orton attacked you last week. But and it doesn't then he sort of got a little them. bit more. If Riddle's heelish. supposed to be a, a face and you can say if that's the if that's the point is that he's not supposed to be a face. What's the benefit for Riddle being involved with any of that? I mean, my assumption, and, and this is, you know, kind of a little fantasy booking here from where we're at, is that he kind of, he tries to be more like Randy to get Randy's respect. And eventually it turns out that, you know, Randy's just a dick. He can't earn right, the respect. Care that anyway, it, it, and that's how it breaks up. I mean, yeah. I guess, like, I, I guess that's the way that it goes, but I just don't, I don't, man. I, but, I, but, but going back to the Drew thing, like, it, it's beyond him going against the New Day. It was, he made sure that Kofi was a more deserving number one contender than him, then took offense that Kofi Kingston, the most likable, or, you know, one of the most likable guys on the roster, be, you know, got the rewards for what Drew set up. Like, he was a dick. He was an asshole, beyond a dick. He has been a dick. He's now an asshole. He's a terrible and, friend. Like, it's really, really bad. To, when, do you think they're trying to soften that by making everyone dicks, though, kind of? No, well, because kind of he goes, so, far, he, he goes so much farther than everybody else. Well, there's a greater totality of it when it comes yeah, to... And, and again, we're, yeah. we're inclined to like Kofi. We love Kofi. Well, no, and that's the issue. That's what I was going to say. Is like We're going to like Kofi no matter what, unless... I mean, I'm not even going to say unless. Probably no matter what. But they are trying to put some dickishness into them, too, to Glenn's... Like, they are doing that. Sure. And so it's, it is kind of... It's 
It's extremely bizarre. But you didn't have to do this. I mean, no, of course not. If your point is that you think in in a small way that they're trying to muddle everyone up a little bit to let the crowds decide for themselves and then react to that. Yes. Because what they don't want is for them to go hard on something for the crowd to say, no, we don't feel the same way, and then look like all this effort has been wasted. It's an interesting theory. It's something we've never dealt with before. We've never dealt with a scenario where you know, you haven't had crowds for this long, and suddenly they're about to define something that you're not prepared for. And and you don't know, right? Like You, you, you like to think that they'll root for the guys that you want them to root for, and you've been able to control that for some time. And so now, what do you do if that's not the case? So do you mitigate that by saying, hey, let's let's bring everyone a little bit closer to the middle so that once we hear what the reactions are, we can act more appropriately from there? Interesting thought. Don't think it's necessary. I don't think there's any world in which we don't know what the crowd's reaction to the new day is going to be. You know what I mean? Like what? Well, and I, guess, I think I they, guess what, and if that's the thing, I think they've gone too far with Drew because I don't think he's in the middle at this point. Right. And it, well, it depends on. Well, no, oh, he is. I mean, because you're he's you're on the also, far side of the. But middle. But you're interpreting a lot of things that that they don't think people are going to care about. Do you know what I mean? Like Hulk Hogan was, was a dickhead when he was a face. Who? But hang on, but he's also but Bobby Lashley's still there. You have to remember that. Sure. And 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 by the way, I'm not so sure there won't be a contingency of people that'll cheer for him too. But I think maybe that's the point. And I'm wondering, by the way, if this is a triple threat, this is the laziest shit ever. It can't be a triple threat. I, I I'm a little suspicious it's gonna be a triple threat. No, I think it's gonna be a triple threat, and I almost think they're saying it's the final one that we're doing without any crowd, and we don't we're we're right. openly admitting to you we don't give a shit about it. We do we so, just don't nothing between now and the crowds returning matters. The, the only reason I don't think it is is because I think they're going to go harder on the new day and, and Brandy and Riddle for the pay per view. Well, all right, that might make sense too. But boy, it's, it's that's a terrible look. How do you have Drew McIntyre beat Kofi Kingston and then position him as a face in a championship match? Right, that's what I'm saying. Ugh. I th- I think either this is messy in some way to a triple threat, or Kofi. I think Kofi might be winning this because if it's sort of unforgivable if all this is is Drew and Bobby Lashley, like you didn't have to do any of this Kofi Kingston shit. Yes. Aaron, is your is your thought that you have Randy Orton cost the new oh. day and that that protects Drew a little bit because he didn't yes. really beat Kofi? Yes. I actually kind of like that, to be honest. Yes, with that, you. That, well, I don't know that, that, that is I, my thought. I don't know that I like it as much I don't as like it's... Having, I don't like ending up with Bobby Drew, but... But if it's Hell in a Cell, you're not putting Kofi in Hell in a Cell. Right. It, well, but, well, hey, Rhea I mean, Charlotte I guess is just can. a regular match for some reason, so, you know... I guess it could be a regular yeah, match. I mean, and, and it can be a regular match and everything. But again, like, I just, I feel like this is an unforced error, which makes it such a bad unforced error that, like, what are we doing here? No, I mean, I, I very I much. Mean, the answer is Kofi Kingston has to be in the match somehow, or or there's no reason to, to do any of this. I, I, but, I, but I hear your thing about Orton. I do hear that part of it. That could yeah, I mean, they're, they're all putting... being in Money in the Bank, by the way, which which would be sort of organic. But I mean, that it, it, if you think about it, all these people we're talking about 
touching kind of makes sense if we're headed toward money in the bank. That's probably the whole field, right? <laughs> like, I mean, at least on the Ross side, sure. Yeah. Rid- Riddle, Orton, and Kofi. And maybe even Xavier. I mean, they made sure. him look like a million dollars. Oh, yeah, and I, I did want to point that out. Like, yeah. it, it's it's one of those, you know, every six months or so, Xavier gets a singles match, really goes, and we're just like, man, why hasn't he gotten more that's of a singles the, run? That's the best he's ever looked. I, I mean, I was blown away by that match. I mean, I, he, he looked really good, but I would I kind of agree with Aaron. I think he's looked really good a few other times, too. I mean, I think there have been other moments for him. Look, I, I, I'll just keep coming back to it. I still, I genuinely feel like what they're saying is, and, and it's why they're obsessing over keeping on telling you about the fans, is that they're, the wink, wink, nudge, nudge is, like, by the way, they've had their worst ratings for Raw in a long time, and they haven't really changed anything. I think it's all a giant wink and nod to, ju- we have to get through this. Don't Don't make too much out of any of it. It's just what's happening there is an official opening day again for Raw. I think the more interesting question is, based on fans, do they try to do a a brand swap at any point aligned with the return of fans and this sort of reopening day concept? It, it would fix a lot of the, well, not a lot of the problems, but many of the problems we're talking about is, is just getting, you know, fresh things going. I mean, I, I think right now, if we've talked a lot about the idea of Drew McIntyre ultimately chasing Roman Reigns, I think it might help something if post Hell in a Cell, he shows up on SmackDown instead of being on Raw. I think it's almost necessary. Yeah. If you want him as a face chasing Roman eventually, because like I, I'm getting a little concerned that if that is the plan, they're going down a road that's going to be hard to come back from. Uh, don't disagree. By the way, I don't know that that's what I want them to do either. Like, I, I think we right. all know what I want them to do, but I'm just not convinced that they're going to do it. So it, this always seems more likely. Uh, okay, what else? Um, Alistair is back going against Big E. It's what I predicted. I thought it was going to be for the title, but I mean, Alistair versus Big E is going to be fun. Sure. I, I don't. I, this is tough for me. I don't love Alistair as much as everybody else does. I like him. I think he's Why'd good. Why do you think it's be for the title? Well, when when we were talking when when he first did that promo, uh, like the the very first vignette, we were like, "All right, what's Alistair doing?" And my thought was, "Oh, Biggie for the IC title. That's a big way to come back." So, oh, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. Okay, I remember that now. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think it was interesting to do it it in the spot they did it in, <laughs> like as the last like thing you see on the show is. That was an interesting placement for that, I thought. Um, I don't know. What, like, how, how did you read into that? Like, was that just like happenstance? Or do you think that was very purposeful, meaning like this is going to be a lot of folk, get a lot of actual focus? Um, I'm somewhere in between there. I think that it is going to be a, you know, not the number one feud, obviously, but might be the number two feud on SmackDown. But I think the actual timing of it was more just all right, here's the show. What do we need to put last? That's like really the only thing they could have put last. You weren't going to do the random Roman promo segments well, last. But, but it's also, you know, a, a, they, they when they have someone returning, why not do it that way, right? Yeah, like, yeah and, and the only reason I say is because this is SmackDown, not Raw. You know what I mean? If that was Raw, I wouldn't even think twice about like whatever they put at the end. But SmackDown, they've been a little bit more purposeful about things. You know what I mean? Like, it, I feel like it's made a little bit more sense in the scope of what they're 
doing with certain people that they put at the end of the show. So it was just it was interesting to me to see him put in that spot because frankly, I think we've talked about it before. We I you know we never really felt like they gave a shit about him after they they turned him heel. Like when they turned him heel, it was like okay, you could lose the Kevin Owens. 500 yep. times and then we never saw him again so i don't know it's just kind of interesting to see because i mean go back and to say what we thought when when they first started to push for apollo like i mean that's continued for i think if we get into june that that'll be a year that they've taken him seriously which is a lot longer than i thought they ever would I and mean, with a little lull in the middle but, i was gonna say they're, they're from from june to like december there was a lull there but well, no, June's when it started. I mean, I think that there was, was a it? yeah. I, I, I thought I thought I he remember won the specifically US being I thought at he the won beach. The US title right after uh, Mania. Well, I remember specifically being at the beach and watching like MVP trying to get him to join the Hurt business and all okay. that. So, like, okay. and then he switched to SmackDown. Like, he was on Raw, I think, at at first. Yeah, and then so, so maybe from the draft until they. Yeah, you know, there was so. a there was like a month or two where he kind of disappeared for a little while, but. Um, and maybe did main event or whatever. Anyway, my point is, like, they gave him that little run of the U.S. title, kind of a little lull, came back, did something serious. I think they did a lot more for Apollo than we ever thought they would do. And so I hope for as good or better for Alistair. Okay. I mean, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, sure. I, I, but I have I, no faith is, that they will. Yeah, and it, this is tough for me. I, I think everybody likes Alistair Black more than I do. I'm, I'm, and I wish, I wish it wasn't. It's not that I think he's bad. I just don't have any... I don't have the connection to him that other people seem to have. Um, I don't want to spend too much more time, but like, here's my problem. I think he's a really hokey heel. Like, I think he was a badass face and it worked better, but like all this dark arts heel does nothing for me. I think it makes him really hokey and, and it's unfortunate because I think his, I think his skill set and his work looks really authentic like it looks really like like he could kick your head off and and but I think that's it's weird because normally I would say these really badass guys could could be really good I just don't I think he's better as the silent killer babyface I really do I I think he can be the silent killer heel but that's not what he is he's saying things <laughs> oh, right. correct correct all right, uh, two things really quickly. Does Shayna Baszler challenging Reginald to a match mean anything, or is it just a step towards Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax breaking up? Uh, the the Alexa thing has me thrown. Like, is this heading towards Alexa Shayna? Like, is that is that what she, we're getting? Did we're I miss something, or was she not even on the show Monday? Well, she, she was the fire. She was the one. Oh, the fire! Right. The sorry, fire. sorry, sorry. The fire. Right, right, right. Sorry. But why would it go to Shayna? Because Shayna's been the only Shana's one. Shayna's the she's, only uh, person that she's... Right, sorry. But, yeah, I, I thought it was about the tag team titles. Now that it's not about the tag team titles, it seems like it's about Shayna. And, and it goes back to the, I don't know I want Shayna involved with mysticism. Um, You know what? There is something interesting they could do. And, and I, it walks the line of potentially j- jumping the shark. But, you know, I think the idea of Alexa and a puppet winning the tag team titles is insane. But if she possesses Shayna and, no, no, no. and that's her tag team partner, I don't know. It's better than a puppet. Well, yeah, it's better than <laughs> okay, a puppet. Okay, low but bar. I ne- but I never believed in that. I actually, I, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit, Aaron, in that way, only because I, if I felt that this was like them believing in Shayna and throwing something to Shayna, I would say, no, you don't fucking do that with Shayna Baszler. But they've, they've never believed in her. 
they've never at any point suggested that they think that she's significant in any way. What, what, what do you mean? Last summer, uh, Brandon was convinced that Shayna was about to win the women's title. Yeah. Well, how'd that go? I definitely was convinced of that. How'd that go? Um, I, I, but I, but she's still prominently on TV, and 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 so she's on TV well, a lot more. No, she's than been she more was. prominently on TV recently than she was. For a little yeah. while, she was nothing. You know what I mean? Like she was just sort of non-existent. Um, I don't know that I hate that in trying to figure out if if they feel like they need to tell a story with Alexa Bliss. I actually think that could be kind of interesting and compelling. Now, will they get it right? Nope. Of course they won't. Um, but I don't, I don't know that I, my visceral, my initial reaction is quite as, as absolutely not as yours is. I, I, I think that there, there might actually be something there. And I actually yeah. think it's kind of professional wrestling for them to do something like that. So I don't, I, I, don't hate I, that. I just go back to, you know, we saw, remember when we saw Shayna debut and she did the neck biting thing and we were just like, what, what, you know, have Shayna be Shayna. Don't. But they you know, haven't. But her. that made no sense. That was out of nowhere. Well, but but Shayna being in you know fighting a mystical puppet doesn't no, make much sense. No, no, that's no, not no, what I'm saying. no. He's I'm saying, saying that, that she that, becomes the puppet. Right. That Alexa. Well, okay, or that. <laughs> not not literally a puppet. I mean, like Alexa. No, no, no. no I know. I understand what you're yeah. saying. I'm just but saying. No. I don't know. Shayna, I feel shouldn't is one of those characters who shouldn't necessarily but, be involved. But hang on. But so in a world where Alexa Bliss has to be a thing and do something with this character they've created, they're down this path now. Like, in that world, if you looked like Alexa Bliss and you wanted to win the tag team championships or you wanted to 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 wreak havoc, wouldn't you want a fucking killer on your team? And you could turn Shayna into a, a killer this way. And it might be the right thing to get her back on track. I mean, as crazy as that sounds, like you could make her a killer if you, if you, if now again, or you they, could uh, just make her a killer, right? But and I, but, but we're, we're in a world where we have right. This we're, stuff. We're, like, we're 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 having two different conversations here. Is what should they be doing with Shayna Baszler? And okay, if yes. they're not that now, yeah, what? okay, right. and, and yes, I, I just I, I have not written off Shayna yet. Is I'm not I'm writing not, her off. This down. isn't me saying she can never be this person, but she's not. Like that's the, I understand that. I understand that. I, I, I like I like Shayna Baszler, and I know that's not dissimilar to the conversation we were just having about AEW, and you know you don't have to do it this way. I don't think they have to do it this way, but of course not. Do, do I do I hate it? Meh. Not not as much as I hate a lot of things. Like <laughs> I know that's not much of a bar, but like I was gonna say there there's a bar right there. I hear you. Um, I don't. I there are things that I hate more than this. That's that's all I can tell you. There are things. <laughs> There are a lot of things. If it's that not I hate. Cody, it's okay. Yeah. That's a ringing endorsement. Yeah, that's what I'll I got it. for you right now. All right, and then um, after Finn Balor loses, uh, is that it for him on NXT? Should be. Should be. I'm not. Actually, here's here's what it what should happen right now. You, you just swap Finn for Morrison. Why Morrison? I, I, you know, it's funny you say that because I had the same thought this this morning i was literally not doing anything on raw right now you just you brought frankie monet in you're establishing their oh own, i didn't even you know, think about the frankie monet side of it yeah that does make a lot of sense and, and then Mind. plus morrison against a lot of the nxt guys would be a lot of fun to some extent that's true i don't know it just doesn't feel he doesn't feel nxt to me you know and, and, I mean? and like, see and i'm glad you said that because that was the next thing i thought i said wow you could just put john morrison in here and then i thought and I know this is absurd because Finn is like 
probably close to the same age. I'm sure he's younger, but it's probably no, it's, not by it's, a, a it's lot. not even about the age thing to me. It's about how silly they've made John Morrison. Yeah, yeah, and Johnny Drip Drip and all this. Like you can't just abandon that either because it's act, that's actually working to. too. There are plenty. There's plenty of silliness on NXT. Mm, what do you mean? The Can way Johnny Carry Cross, but it's a, it's a different type of silly. It's not comedy. Like John, they've been having John Morrison do pure comedy, not not. I mean, it's not. I get what you're saying. It's not the same, but it's not okay. Well, but I, I think you can turn that but down and not still keep Johnny Drip Drip. You're putting too yeah. much comedy on NXT. No, but I mean, I, to your point, can he do it? Absolutely. We know that John, and again, Johnny NXT, you know, like this is the, the although it, it really touches quite up on Johnny Gargano. That's a really tough. Do you think oh, it yeah. hurts Frankie yeah. by putting him in there? Depends how they use him. I think it hurts Frankie. I mean, if they I, have him there to babysitter, then it hurts her. If well, they well, just Aaron's both... suggesting that they're going to. No, I but mean, it would, it maybe, would well, make... no, no, Don't let me put words in your mouth. Were you suggesting to do that so that they could feud with Carrying Cross and Scarlett? No, no, no. no oh, no, no, okay, no. okay. I, I'm, I don't even necessarily. No, I don't think that you would have, have them to work John, together. You know, I think it would be it, it would be logical for him to want to do it because they're the the main shows are going back on the road, and got NXT will continue to be based in Orlando, so he could continue to be with his wife in Orlando instead of having to be out on the road all the time. There is there is great logic to it. There's tremendous logic to it. And my my first blush was this John Morrison is not it it feels a little bit too much like why it's not Breezango isn't working. You know what I mean? Right, like right. it's just NXT's largely doing something else and that's Breezango it doesn't change the fact that Breezango is great. Breezango's wonderful. It's just not a fit right now with what NXT is doing in their tag division. There's not really room for Breezango in the tag division, and so it's been nothing, which is a bummer, because it Breezango's wonderful, and we know Breezango's wonderful, but Breezango is better on the main roster than it is on NXT. And my gut is that this John Morrison is the same way. But could John Morrison, to your point, Aaron, be toned down? Could you back off of some of that stuff? Bring it back where it works and have him be something that can add something to that roster. You're probably right about that. It probably yeah. makes all the sense in the world. Totally agree. Anything else? Well, we yeah. got to talk about um, the million dollar man and Cameron Grimes. Well, yes. I, the prophecy has been fulfilled. Cameron yes, Grimes is a face. a face. Yeah. I mean, essentially like they still have to which, do a little which bit I, more. I wonder part of it is like, did they realize, Oh crap, the crowd is just going to cheer him. Because yes. everything up to this point well, but has they're not, led to... have been but, saying this for weeks. But hang on. They haven't committed to being back in front of crowds yet. I, I understand. They're in, I mean, they have crowds they now. They have like 60 people, man. But they're <laughs> like, cheering for them. I mean, yeah, it's probably I mean, noticeable. Because let's, let's be honest. Like, they had positioned Million Dollar Man as the face through every segment oh, for the past month or whatever. So yep. to do this makes me feel like it was a fan base thing. Or they just realized they didn't have someone for the, to be the Million Dollar Man's representative. Like, they didn't. They, it just didn't work. Now, you know, sh- should I mean, they, they have? they could have done anybody. <laughs> they could have done anybody to some extent. But I guess if they started down this path, should they have had a better feel for who that was going to be instead of just sort of saying at the end, well, none of these guys make sense. Let's just make Cameron Grimes his representative. Well, then they didn't need to do it the way that they did it. They could have done it in a completely different way. This feels planned to me. And maybe that makes me naive. Yeah. But I, I don't this, feel that. 
the, the I, way I they thought did it the felt past very month, deliberately planned, like a like a, a like a purposeful swerve to me. Because I think they all again, I'm going to go back to what I say, been saying for a month. I think they've always known this guy was going to get cheered. The second that they that the, the song that everybody demanded that the song you know become his theme music, and if you look online, like the second they did that rap video, he was a face online. I mean, if you, no, I know. So so like I think that they, it makes sense. Like if if you go back, like none of this million dollar man stuff feels like retconned. Like it all kind of makes sense together, and. Billion Dollar Man has never been a face in the history of his career. Until the set. Like, he was very much the face in the Sure, but it was, but again, psychology of wrestling. This is how you turn it around, right? You put him with the slime ball, and the guy that you want to cheer, you give a reason to cheer for. I'm not saying it doesn't work. It absolutely works. I just don't know that I believe that it was planned. I don't know if I believe it either, but it doesn't matter. I mean, however they got there, they got there, and it's good. So I agree with that. I agree with that. All right, uh, we got somebody we need to talk to now. And indeed, a pleasure to talk to a man who has uh, had quite the uh, quite the rise in the indie scene, and it seems like only moments from now that he's going to be taking over the world like literally everyone else in his family has done in professional wrestling. He is Sefa Fatu, and he joins us now here on Jobbing Out. Sefa, it's Glenn and Aaron and Brandon. It's so great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. No problem, man. Thank you guys for having me, man. I'm excited. I'm dude, excited. dude, it is so good to talk to you. Can, can I just start with this? Like, was there ever another option for you in your life than to be a professional wrestler? Like, was it the type of thing that was ordained from birth? Did you ever have a moment you're like, well, maybe I'll go do something? Like, or did you just know always this was what you were going to be doing? Man, I came out the womb super kicking everybody. <laughs> we, we, were, you know, we, we was meant to do this, but not at all, honestly, man. Uh, I was, you know, I was, I was aiming to play football. You know, I wanted to go play professional football, but you know, things didn't work out that way. So I started to do, you know, I started to head towards the wrestling route. And it just took off from there, man. The, the the family business didn't seem like a terrible fallback option at that point. <laughs> it seemed like uh, it was. Nah, man. I, wrestling, wrestling was the last thing on my mind. But, you know, I just I just knew it was always in me. And I knew I was meant to do it. So, you know, I, I fell in line with the family. Falling in line absolutely seems like the uh, family uh, motto right it's now. Interesting, 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 no doubt. Um, When you decide to get into wrestling, obviously you have connections all over the industry what made you decide to go this route well football like i said football wasn't working out you know i was uh after i got the after i got done with college i was waiting you know to go to try a professional football but things didn't work out so i actually started you know i hit my dad up i was hey man you know football is not you know i'm starting to i want to do wrestling he goes, what? I was like, yeah, man, I want to do wrestling. Is that okay if I can come down and train at Knox Pro with you? And he was like, yeah, I'd love to have you, man. So come on down. So, you know, I, I went down there, and, man, my my dad took me in, trained me under his wing, and, and now look where I'm at, man. Things are starting to take off. You, you know, by the way, your dad, of course, for those for the one of you that doesn't know, your dad fairly prominent in the world of professional wrestling, that, of course, being Rikishi. We, you know, when you talk about wanting to go the football route, was any of it like, 
I don't want to do the same thing. I don't want to be judged by what my brothers are doing. I don't want to be judged by what my cousins have done. I don't want to be judged by what my dad has done. I want to do my own thing. Not that a lot of those guys didn't play football too, obviously. Um, but were you dealing with any of that stuff? And was that did that make it difficult for you to make this jump? Did you think about any of that type of stuff? Well, you know, wrestling wrestling wasn't a difficult choice, man. It was always it was always going to be there, you know. Like, no matter what we did, I just wanted to go the football route because, you know, nobody in my family ever made it to the professional, you know, football league. Like, I, I wanted to do something different, you know, which was go to college. I was the first one to finish college in my family. And I was like, okay, okay, this this can work. And then, you know, when I was trying to go to the football route, things didn't go as planned as I, you know, I did. And I was like, well, damn, let me just, you know, let me try this wrestling thing. You know, let me see if it is for me and, and it's in my blood. And then, Man, I, it, it just came natural, like second nature to me. Like I was, I was supposed to go this route. Hmm. You know, I was supposed to do wrestling. And yeah, man. And now I'm just, I'm, I'm happy I've done it. Uh, when you decide to go, I mean, obviously you're using the Fatu name. You're obviously, you know, everybody is going to immediately compare to your brothers, to your cousins. What was there any thought of trying to? differentiate lean into it more just kind of once you started getting into getting bookings becoming a regular like kind of what was your thought process there i was just trying to obviously people you know people people were gonna know who i am because of my last name and obviously because of my looks because i look yeah let's be like my let's brother. be honest about that you look exactly you know, like your brother yeah, like, even, like, you know, even when i even when i came up on the independent scene I try to lay low, I, but I couldn't. Like they was like, man, this this kid, he looks like somebody. He's from somebody. And then you know, like one by one, you know, the promoters were they they would throw out you know my my dad's name, my brother's name, my family's name, and then the work got around you know on social media and on the independent scene. And then the locker room, like, oh shit, oh my bad, sorry. You're good. You're good. We we can yeah. edit. You're good. It's a podcast. <laughs> yeah, but you know, they, they they're like, oh man, this is you know they got to he got another son, you know, they got another brother that wrestles in it. And then boom, it just, yeah, that's how the word got out. I mean, by the way, not a bad word, you know what I mean? Like, got yeah. a lot of people. We'd love to be in that spot. Um, uh, uh, Sefa Fatu is with us here on Jobbing Out. Sefa, there were some rumors a couple months ago about you and AEW, which caught a lot of people off guard, right? Like, knowing who your family is, like, whoa, that that's weird that doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense can can you tell us anything about that and would that be exciting to you to maybe say this could be my opportunity to do something a little bit different and not be judged in the same way as everyone else in my family well you know uh you know with the whole AEW thing you know I was like you know my family my family has got WWE on lock for you know, for over seventy five years, man, they they've been they've been running the WWE business. And then when AEW came, I was like, hmm, you know, let me this might be my shot to to actually do something different. You know, maybe I can go I can go that route. I can make noise over there. You know, so you know, it started off with a little tweet and a picture. It caught everybody's attention the next day. You know, and Cody Rhodes hit me up. You know, and he was interested. And I'm just gonna leave it at that. Okay, I gotta go get it. It's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting, bro. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, man, it it uh it had shocked the wrestling game, man. So, 
at the same time, obviously, over the past eight months with everything going on specifically around your family, specifically around your brothers, and obviously Roman, and going into the bloodline more and more, was there any thought of, you know, expanding the family and then possibly bringing you in to do, you know, even if it was just a smaller thing, just kind of get into the head of the table? Of course, man. I mean, you know, I think the end goal or anybody's goal is, is to be on WWE, and especially my goal, man, it, it is to be on the big screen, big stage with my brothers. You know, I, you know. by the time I am done wrestling, I do want to walk out, you know, on that stage with both of them, man. I would love to be in WWE with with both of my brothers and my cousin Roman, man. And I think I think it'll be pretty cool because not, a lot of people know that they have a younger brother. And, like, that's, that's, what, that's what the cool thing about it is. Like, oh, my God, like, we didn't know they had a younger brother. Like, yeah, you know, and, and he's making noise out here on the independent. Yeah, he's okay. He's pretty good at this, too. Right? <laughs> yeah, you know, like, he don't need, you know what I mean? Like, he don't need WWE. He can do, you know what I mean? So, that's, that's I like to keep fans guessing. We have what? Yeah, go ahead, Brandon. What, what's it been like, you know, just, just to touch on a little bit, to see your brothers in this expanded role that they, I don't know if any of us ever thought that we'd see these guys in, in singles runs. What's it been like to see that progression uh, for these guys that have been always a tag team and always put together? It's weird, man. You know, I I, I, uh, I was watching my brother Jay on TV, and I, I almost texted him. I asked him, you know, like, Yo, where, where's a... Where's, where's, your, where's your other brother at? <laughs> you know, I forgot. You know, I forgot that. You know, Andrew. You know, and it's and it's weird. You know what I'm saying? Because you know they're they're moving. They move so well in the ring together. And now you know when you when I'm watching one brother, it's like damn, like you know he don't look right without him. You know what I mean? Like you know it's like like peanut butter and jelly, man. You can't make <laughs> peanut butter and jelly, jelly. You know what I mean? So I was like, damn, man. But I am very very happy on how far my brother, you know, my brother Jay came doing a single run, you know, now now people know the difference between Jimmy and Jay. You know, just like you said before, you know, a lot of people didn't know who the who the different twin was, but now they do now. You oh. know, main event, main event Jay Uso, people know who he is now because of his little single run, you know, and now my my brother Jimmy is back. I'm glad he came back. You know, now they're, man, they're just taking over SmackDown, man. And that, that's that's pretty cool to see. Let's call it like it is. They're the greatest thing that's been in professional wrestling in a year. I mean, it's just they have owned the world of professional wrestling for a year. It's Agreed. it's. I mean, it's just been unbelievable. We spent months. We're not just telling you this because of your family. We spent months talking about how badly we wanted Jay in the main event of WrestleMania. Like we are in love with everything that's going on in that storyline right now. It's incredible. Sefafatu is with us on jobbing out. Um, you know, I I have to go. <laughs> You're not a a little dude, obviously, right? But oh, you are nah, the man. you are the younger brother, and so at some point you were smaller. How much did you get your ass kicked by your brothers growing oh, up? Oh man, I just get picked on a lot, man. <laughs> I, man, I didn't. Yeah, I, I was just I was a little badass as a little kid. I ain't gonna lie. That's why I got my ass beat by them. But you know, I think I've I think you know over the time I've I've been a little big brother and then like as i got older my size started to develop so i am you know with those two men like they're more they're like shredded you know yeah they're still they're big but they're shredded but size wise i'm i'm thicker and bigger than them 
Yeah, but now they're like at a place where you can't go kick their asses. Like now they're off doing like living like you. You were at the disadvantage of at that age. They could kick your ass for oh, yeah. fun, and now yeah. like oh, when, yeah, yeah. now you're finally man, at this you play. Can't, <laughs> man, you can't you can't touch me now. You know what I'm saying? You can't, <laughs> man, you can't boss me around. <laughs> That's great, man. Who do you who do you have in your life that you get to go beat up, or like after after they grew up and, and moved out, who did you get to go beat up? Who was the who who got the next turn in in the family to to be the one that got picked on? It was still me, man. I couldn't fight as a little kid. I was still getting my ass beat. And, and, and this man. I'm over here putting on sides. I still get beat up. My cousin. Yeah, damn. So I died, yeah, man. <laughs> nobody man nobody still me to this day oh that's great man that is so great you, you know we, we talked about it just from you know growing up in the family and, and what it would mean like for for this but just what was it like growing up as a kid being part of that family your dad obviously being on television just all, all of that stuff what, what was that like man growing up growing up into the family business man it you know it was just regular for me you know like i as a young age like you know, knowing my dad wasn't there. But as I got older, you know, like, I started to understand, like, you know, that was my dad's job. That's why, you know, he did what he did, you know, to, to pay the bills and to provide for the family, put food on the table. And, like, it was just a normal thing. Like, you know, my pops, sometimes he wasn't there for, you know, Christmas, birthdays, you know, anniversaries, you know, Thanksgiving. And, like, that didn't bother me because I knew he was on the road. And like seeing him on TV, man, was just a was just a normal thing for me. You know, I see him on TV, I'm like, oh look, his dad, that's cool, and I just keep doing what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like, it was just normal to us. Yeah, you know, we, we we it's funny because like we're so used to your family, and we like it almost feels. I know it's gonna sound weird. It feels like we're part of your family, and I know that's sort of a strange thing to say, but like that's just how used we are how, how accustomed we've been to getting to know you guys over the course of the years um the, the route that you're going if we could specifically like what do you want to accomplish before you make the jump to you know being the guy look we know we can look at you and see whenever you are in whatever company you're going to be in you're going to be a featured part of it you're going to be a massive what do you want to do between now and whenever that date is is it just get more matches in is there something specific that you're focusing on do you have maybe a timeline in place for where you want to be when and what you want to work on between now and then well what i want to work on now you know is just get them make sure my body is healthy making sure that i'm ready you know uh tv and match wise and physical wise you know what i'm saying because everybody knows this is a tough business to get into and that ring hurts man a lot of people don't know, man. That that thing really does hurt us. So I think of just preparing my body more for all the physical, you know, the, the things that are gonna happen when I do sign with somebody. Um, you know, when I do sign with somebody, man, I, I just I want to go in there and make noise. You know, I think that's that's what anybody's uh, goal is to do. It's just to stand out. You know, when I come in the company, man, I don't want to be a I don't want to be a sideline player. I want to be a I want to be on the field making plays. You know. And I want to, you know, and eventually, man, just to end up in the Hall of Fame, you know, in some company. I just want to, you know, for the time of me being there, I want to make sure that the fans were like, man, you know, Seffa, Seffa was one of the greats, man. He he was cool. You know, he was, he was, a, he was a cool-ass wrestler. 
you know, make you know, make some good money, man, and just make my memory. I'm not going to bet against that, by the way. I just no, want to make that very clear. I ain't going to bet against it. Nope. But it, but in uh, my own way, though, you know. I, think, I feel you. See, in, in my in my family, man, you know, there, there's a lot of us. And if you look at it, man, everybody's made made their own footstep in his legacy, you know. And I, I that's 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 what I want to do. Like, you know, man, you know, Umaga, Yokozuna, Rikishi, the Usos, Roman Reigns, like, man, and the list goes on. And now. Now seven five two. Now I'm. I gotta think, man. How can I stand out? By the way, no from, no pressure standing up to that guys, list. Man. Like no no yeah. no no pressure standing up to all of that history. Jesus, yeah. man. It's, and I, I would have called more. You know, I I used to think it was pressure, but now it's like trying to like how you say it like like I use it for like you know like ammo. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah yeah yeah. Like I get it. Yep. Yep, this is this is who I am. This is who who I have to be. I completely get that. Yeah, like you know, I started to be. You know, I was I was afraid to embrace who I am, but now I, I love it, man. I'm glad I come from here. Like this is my bloodline, you know, and I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it going, and then there's gonna be more after me and more after them, you know. So here's the real question. Obviously, on WWE right now, it seems like it, eventually down the road we might be seeing a a Jimmy versus Jay match if, if this continues. Are you Team Jimmy or are you Team Jay? Man, I'm Team Neither, man. I'm about to call my mom. I'm like, yo, mom, they they really fighting on TV. You ain't even calling. They can't be doing this. But uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. This 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 is weird to me saying. You know, they they both they both going at it. But you know, all I can say it, it it just draws attention to SmackDown. You know, again, my family got SmackDown on lock, man. Like they're doing it. They're doing the damn thing on TV. No doubt, man. No doubt. All right, all right. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to answer your question because they might listen to this and they gonna call me <laughs> and say, "Bro, and what the hell?" Yeah. No, like, yo, what the hell, man? No doubt. No like, doubt, man. I feel you. I feel you. All right, let's wrap with this then. Um, if if you guys, if everybody in the family gets together for a meal, um, we know who's at the head of the table. Where where exactly are you in the pecking order? And where do you get seated at the table exactly, Sefa? I'm gonna have my own damn table. That's what it is. <laughs> every, every too many big ass Samoans eating at one little ass table, man. I gotta have my own damn table. I can't fit. Yeah, it's... all these big ass Samoans. No, the, be- the best question would be how many trucks of food do we need? Yeah, right. <laughs> feed the whole family, man. Hey, man. Hey, we we can eat, man. I don't, no, I don't, don't doubt that. People don't get it twisted. Maybe uh, it's gonna be have to be a lot of trust. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Seth, what can we plug for you, brother? I, I saw you're on Cameo, but social media, website, anything. What all can we plug for you, dude? Oh, just man, just my social media. Uh, you know, I I post a lot of more on my Instagram. You know, Seth uh, Five Two. I post a lot more about my wrestling journey. And so, you know, for everybody that's listening right now, you know, you guys, my Twitter as well, man. You know, follow me through my journey, man, and see where I end up. It's going to be exciting. Well, we have no doubt that uh, it's going to be big things. There is no question about that. Sefa too, man. Uh, congratulations on everything you've accomplished so far. We can't wait to see what's next for you, brother. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this week. Uh, thank you guys for having me, man. I appreciate it. Oh, great stuff. Uh, you know, that dude's going to be, I mean, come on. like Jesus Christ. That dude's going to be an absolute rock star, and, and wherever he ends up, uh, he'll be killing it. Appreciate Sefa Fatu taking time for us this week on Jobbing Out. 
All right. Um, we didn't talk about it at the top, only because I don't think it's it's really worthy of that much conversation. But the Adnan Verk experiment lasted what? It was uh, three weeks, four weeks. How long did it end up lasting? About, about a month. Yeah. It was, it was the night after WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah so something six, like six, seven weeks. It, yeah. it is what it is. It never seemed like it was a fit. I never was all that. Like I was not nearly as hot and bothered. I was more willing to give the excuse of, "Hey, look, you know, when you're when you're just thrown into a job that you have no time to prepare for and is nothing like any other job that you could ever have, this type of stuff is going to happen." I think it's far more interesting what's going on with Tom Phillips than you know them just acknowledging. Yeah, it's a weird bit. Right, like acknowledging that Adnan Verk didn't work. Like, okay, you know, like. Fine. We we all saw the same thing. We all have eyes and ears. You know what I mean? Like that's the way it goes. But, but Tom Phillips absolutely was working. Yeah, that's the part. Like we're just ripping up everything. Like what exactly is going on here? And and for what purpose? I mean, it, we're 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 now finishing the show on a Friday this week. Do we have any idea who's calling matches on Monday nights? Yeah, the, the they uh, they signed the UFC or MMA guy. Uh, I'm blanking on his name right now. But Jimmy they, yeah. Smith. Yeah. Who is that? It, it's a guy who's been doing, I don't know if it's UFC or just other MMA, but yeah, he's a... He's, he's been doing Bellator, I think. Bellator, I okay. Oh, Bellator guy. Okay, all right. But all So right. it said apparently he's been training for like a month or two to do this. Well, I mean, that so, seems like what you should be having someone do that's put in this job. And and maybe we'll find out one day down the road that like they always knew that Adnan Verk was just sort of a a placeholder Get right. get through the Thunderdome. Yeah, type something thing. like that. Maybe we'll find that out down the road. Um, I don't know anything about Jimmy Smith to be able to say anything about it, but um, I, I I don't know. It's a little bit weird. He was a fighter, and now he's the play-by-play guy. Is wait, is that right? Was he doing play-by-play for Bellator? He's I don't know, but play. He's a commentator. I don't know specifically. But what his role was. there's a big difference between being commentator and play-by-play. Lead, I, I know the lead broadcast. I mean, if he was a former fighter, I look. I don't know enough. I don't know enough about. We'll, we'll find yeah. out come Monday night. That's all I have to say about it. Um, but yeah, I have no idea what to make of the Tom Phillips thing. I I thought Tom Phillips was quite fine uh, in what he did. I could be the next Cole, like a guy who you know maybe you know wasn't Jr. But a guy who you could trust for the next twenty years to do your broadcasts. I agree. I agree. It makes no damn sense to me whatsoever. Uh, but whatever, that's what it is. And then I don't want to spend too much time on it, only because there's so many effing rumors now that I don't. I feel like we're gonna waste too much time talking about it. Well, there's one fact. Well, you say there's one fact, but even that's kind of been disputed. Like well, WWE. Put it out there. Which one? That SummerSlam is on Saturday, August 21st. Right. But, like, we had assumed that it was going to be in Vegas. Now there's people saying we don't know for sure it's going to happen in Vegas. And if that's not the case, then I have no no clue. No, I mean, I I think, to to me, the the location I don't think we can talk about. Because, as you said, there's so many rumors out there. There's so many contradicting things. The fact that it, that we're doing a pay-per-view and a big pay-per-view on Saturday is really interesting. I mean... Like, that's never been done before. Presuming that's the way it's going to stay, and that's what I'm presuming, is that it's going to stay. Again, I'm still... I still feel like that there's enough gray area here that they could still change their mind. At first, I sure. was like, maybe it's related to the Olympics. The Olympics are over for two weeks by then, unless... Right. Unless, of course, WWE knows something about what's going to happen with the Olympics that the rest of us don't know. Um, I, I have no, I, no earthly idea, no earthly idea. Now, my, my first thought was maybe it had something to do with 
you know, stadium availability or whatever. Right. If it's in the, Vegas, the Raiders, that's not the Raiders preseason games or whatever. Yeah. I don't. And and but that's not the case. Both the before and after are road games, so I don't think that should have any impact on it. So. Uh, it's it's very strange to me. I don't know, man. I don't have these answers. I can't tell you. It's weird. I, I mean, I'm good with Saturday nights instead of Sunday nights. If that's a thing going forward, I'd be interested in why. If it has something to do with Peacock, if maybe Peacock prefers it for whatever reason. Um, and obviously for them, the, the buy rates don't matter at all anymore for WWE. So maybe they view that as just better. But I, but. I, I, I don't know, dude. I really don't. It, it's really, I got to be honest with you, this is effing weird. It's really yeah. effing weird that they would suddenly do. I, I mean, if they've decided that Saturday nights are just better, which is weird. It's weird that I like, mean. That AEW, it's weird to decide that. It might be better. Maybe. I don't know. And it li- you know, I get that that's when they do major boxing matches. It's when they do pay- UFC fights. Like I get that Saturday night has been a big event night, but Sunday night's always been a better TV night. Maybe it's just about, hey, we want to we do this for the fall while football season is going on because we don't want to run into NFL games on Sunday nights. So we're going to do this one, introduce people to pay-per-views being on Saturday nights throughout the fall, and then... It could be Sunday nights. Through. I don't know, man. I have no idea what to make I, of it. I don't want to. If I had to guess, I would say it's a Peacock. You know, the timing just seems too. But why too... would Peacock care? If Peacock thinks there are more viewers on a Saturday than a Sunday, or if they have plans for Sunday, I don't know what their plans the for thing. Sunday I would be. I don't. I, all right. I don't, we're, we're just, we're talking out of our asses. Oh, yeah. We have no idea. We, of course saying. we are. Yeah. But that's it's, what we can do. I mean, that's what we always do not, on this show. No, but this well, one. Wait, 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 wait. Does Peacock have a, doesn't Peacock have something to do with NFL? Well, and that's the question: Is Sunday Night Football? Do they not want it going up against Sunday Night Football? Oh, I, and that could—it could just be as simple as that. But SummerSlam isn't up against Sunday Night Football, right? So, the, if the point is we're trying to adjust so that we're not up against Sunday Night Football any longer, that's fine. But are you going to do that for football season? Or are you going to make all the pay-per-views? Well, I'm going to say something really dumb, but would preseason football be on at that point? Uh, it doesn't rate. Yeah, I mean, it, well, it rates. It, it rates relatively. But not, They're not, not afraid not to of change, Not to change your event for a, a but, preseason But, I mean, like you said, it could be, like, the test to see, like, does this work? Will right. People... I, I definitely think that could be the case. I think they could be trying to figure out. I, it, whether it has anything to do with Peacock or not, I think debating about whether or not you should be running something on a Sunday night in the fall in general is a conversation that should be had. Football owns Sundays in the fall. So if you want to create a new calendar where half your pay-per-views are on Sunday and then during the half of the year where football is going on there on Saturday, I'm not opposed to that. It's weird. It People don't get adjusted to what night you're running your events. Does that make you decide that you just run them all on Saturday night? I, I don't know. I, yeah, I was, I was going to say, if I'm them, I, I probably don't do that. I probably just say, okay, if Saturday works, we're doing Saturdays. Yeah, and that's and, what we're going to be moving forward, correct. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm for it. I'd prefer it to be Saturday than Sunday, but just, you know, it's been 40 or 35 years of this, so yeah, it's, it's a just, little surprising gotta, to see. Got to get used to it. We'll see. We'll see. Right now, all we know is it's it's one day, one time. That's all we've got. All right. Uh, is, there, is there any way this is just about travel and ticket sales for this one specific event, and then if they don't even again? know where the event is, then how could that be the case? Because because you would need to short. T- it's it's easier to short term plan for a Saturday than it is to short term plan for a Sunday, where you probably have to miss work the next day and all that other stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think that I I don't get that. The, the the difference in there is collateral damage. I don't I don't think it's the type of thing that you're really planning all that much around. All right, guys, I got to wrap up. Let's get uh, let's get plugs in. Uh, Brandon, you got more shows that you announced? Yeah, Newfound Glory and Simple Plan, uh, October 9th, 
tickets on sale now. Uh, Jordan Davis, country singer, has been rescheduled to December 17th. That show's going to sell out. A few tickets left on, back on sale now. And uh, lots more to come at Ramset Live on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, I'm at Brandon Linton hey, on Twitter. Hey, look at you plugging <laughs> your on Twitter. Aaron. Uh, vsin.com. Check out the nightcap. 10 to 1 p.m. or 10 to 1 at night Eastern, 7 to 10 Pacific. Uh, you can check out Vsin Live. And check out my Twitter at the Aoster. I'm at Glenn Clark. Always dropping gambling nuggets. Yeah, at Glenn Clark Radio, glennclarkradio.com for me. Thanks again to Sefa Fatu for Brandon, for Aaron, and for the main event. Vent. 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 AJ Francis, a.k.a. Top Dollar. Follow him on Twitter at AJ Francis 410. I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben jobbing out. Jobbing out. Brandon just pointed. I don't understand why he pointed. This is a this is not a visual medium. <laughs>